We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Mile High Insiders with Nick Kendall and Luke Patterson. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Now, it's time to find out what's going on behind the walls of UC Health Training Center. Just like <laughs> miracles, I guess, are happening here in the Mile High City, Tom. The Denver Broncos are playing meaningful football in December. Who'd have thought? Oh, man. When they were one and five, I was done. I was like, this team is, is it's time to scratch it all. And, and, but now here we are, I mean, and it's not even now it's a long shot, but this division title is still there. The way the chiefs are playing and the way the Broncos are playing, it is possible. They could even win the division for the first time in what? Six years. It's crazy, wow. man. It, it, wow. I'm, loving it. I'm loving every minute. Talking of it. talking about a new division king in the AFC West, we will yep. get to the meltdown that was Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. I want to hear your opinion. I want to hear Scott's opinion. Broncos country, I want you guys to weigh in. We're going to talk leftovers just for a second of that Chargers game, but all eyes are on the Detroit Lions. The injury report today, we've got a huge, huge show as the Broncos are in that battle for the AFC wildcard playoff spot. Dylan Von Arks, one of our very own, our guy, he's got an article up right now about those Denver Broncos that continue to climb up those league power rankings. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com. Dylan reminding us to make sure we hit that like button on the way in. Share on all platforms. Please subscribe if you have not done so already. Everyone loves a tease, so I'm just going to say hang in there. Dylan's got some exciting news coming down the pike. Also want to say to Woofy. What's up, Woofy? Coming in here second, right behind Dylan. Some what's up, Broncos country? Best fans in the world. Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. And getting into our friends. Hashtag pizza pizza. That is coming up, our friends. Um, we'll read that ad here in just a little bit. David, our guy. What's up, Papa Bear? Came in very early. $2. Good evening, Broncos country. Just letting you know. 11 and 6. I love it, David. It's possible. It is possible. If the Broncos can go into Detroit and win, they've got, I mean, obviously any given Sunday, there's teams that are, are, you know, Saturday in this case, yeah, they can win. They can win. But if you get past Detroit, it's really a, uh, I mean, if you look at the schedule or the, uh, their wins and losses, it's, it's not that 
bad. You know, it could happen. It, Eleven and six could happen. I, I'm I'm for it, man. You know, you know, I said that uh, a long time ago. If they get if they win against the Chiefs and then go into Buffalo and win, that they were going to pretty much run the table and get into the playoffs. I'm thinking bigger now. If they can beat Detroit, I'm even thinking bigger. Oh man, I don't know about that. You guys are getting <laughs> me all nervous with this optimism, David. I'm getting my tail kicked in Pickham over at milehighhuddle.com. Our roundtable predictions usually come out a couple days before the game. Well, I'm not doing very well at that, but I'm hoping the Broncos. I'm doing well with my prediction. I predicted ten and seven. And Tom, you're starting to make me nervous because you're saying if they can get past the Lions, the rest isn't so bad. If is a big if this oh, week. Yeah. I know everybody thought, and yes, I eaten my crow, right? I picked the Chargers, and I was so happy that the Broncos won. But the Chargers hung around for a little bit. They hung around a little too long. A win's a win. The Broncos eventually stomped the life out of them, and thank yep. God for that, right? It's the Chargers, your first divisional road game win since what? 2019, 2000, something like that. I mean, good Lord, too long, Forever. Tom. <laughs> and here we are, the Broncos won one game back, as you mentioned, in the AFC West. David, we really appreciate the support, man. Thank you for tuning in. Our good friend Mike S. right behind him. What's up, Luke, Thomas, Scott, Dylan, and Broncos country. Mike, stay tuned. We've got some questions about one Alabama player. We've got a few of them on this Broncos squad. I've got him in my crosshairs on MHI tonight, so hang in there. But Troy also coming in man very generous super appreciate you coming in very early troy uh hey guys i'm more worried about pj than i am happy about dulcich if we have less of a pass rush we cannot lose coverage and the blitz threat from pj Locke. have a great show i'll tell you pj Locke has been playing out of his mind i i, I didn't see it coming i i liked pj lock i thought you know early on yeah he's you know He's just a rotational player. This guy cannot be taken out of the start, starting lineup. He is playing so well. It's incredible. Yeah, and I agree. I am I would be more worried about missing Locke than I am about getting Dulcich back, for sure. I, I agree with you, Troy. Locke is so important to this defense right now. And when Kareem Jackson comes back, Kareem Jackson should just play sparingly and not take snaps, too many snaps from P.J. Locke. It's interesting. It's an interesting problem to have. It's something that we can't say we didn't see it was coming with PJ Locke, right? I mean, we didn't see it was coming earlier in training camp, and I was right there with you out there at summer. We're like, yeah, nice rotational piece, just like you said. Yeah. Uh, the last few weeks, PJ Locke has played himself into a starting role. I mean, he has single-handedly had his fingerprints all over a few of these victories. So, Troy, I think you're exactly right here. P.J. Locke, he, he's so good right now, you can't take him off the field. And it doesn't mean that that's disrespectful to Kareem Jackson, who, by the way, just took a bunch of kids on a shopping spree for the holidays. That was awesome. It was cool to see that over on social media. K-Jack, I think he was one of, like, Jack Claus or I don't know, you know, something like that. Kareem Claus, something like that, a cool, funny little name. Um, but Kareem does a lot of good work here, just like Justin Simmons. I think PJ Locke might have even been there uh, or, or Jaquan McMillan, some of the other guys. But, Troy, you're exactly right. I mean, Dulcich is kind of an afterthought right now, right? Because we're talking about this this PJ Locke-led defense, a Jaquan McMillan. We're talking about some unsung heroes that it's been nice to see new emergence, new blood. We knew Justin Simmons was good, Tom. We knew that. We knew Pat Sertan was good. We know what Kareem Jackson can bring to the table when he's not getting suspended. Uh, Josie Jewell, we know what he brings to the table. But Alex Singleton, 
I, I didn't see that one coming. I mean, this guy's been playing out of his mind. He's yeah. been playing much better lately. Yeah. Um, another one of those guys that we thought would just be a rotational guy, even though he's a starter, right? How weird does that say? Like, a, I shouldn't say rotational guy. I should say a reserve type role, if you will, because he's not the focal point on defense. He's been a nice chess piece this season. Alex Singleton's playing out of his mind. He's a wild man out there every single weekend for the Denver Broncos. Well, my biggest knock on him was, was that he didn't create enough impact plays. The last couple of weeks, he has. He's gotten sacks. He's went out there. He's played his his butt off after struggling. He missed a lot of tackles. He was on the, the duds list for a while because of all the missed tackles and you know bonehead plays. But the last couple of games, I have been very impressed with what Singleton's doing. And I've actually been really impressed with most of the defense. I think a lot of these players have stepped up their game more than I anticipated that they would. I know I like Jonathan Cooper. I knew he was going to be a solid player, but I didn't think he was going to be as good as he has been. Benito's another one who's just upped his game. So this defense is playing so incredibly well that if they can continue it, if they can continue it, that kind of stuff, when you get into the playoffs, really makes a difference. If this defense can continue to play the way they are, when you get in the playoffs, you never know what's going to happen. It's about making a difference, and I want to talk about some of our friends that make a difference over at Little Caesars. Guys, make Little Caesars the official pizza sponsor of the NFL part of your game day. Now, holiday season, it's crazy. We're out there. We're trying to find the right gift, right? Sometimes you get home really late. Kids have school. Kids have sports. Head on over to Little Caesars. They have your back. Make sure that pizza is also part of your Saturday. Remember, folks, the Broncos aren't playing on Sunday, Saturday night football. Head on over to Little Caesars and check them out. And if you order online during the Pizza Pizza pregame, you can do that one hour before or three hours after the NFL kickoffs, plus all day Sunday. Get ready for football and some fun. And choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings you crave. Either way, you win. You can't go wrong with it in any of it. You know, if you even like pineapple on your pizza, go for it. Whatever you want. It doesn't really matter. I, I'm not a huge fan of it, but I eat it. It's all good. And speaking of winning, everyone scores with convenient delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the game. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Boom. Little Caesars, they have our back, just like Broncos country. You guys have our back. It is Wednesday night, MHI. He is Thomas Hall. I'm Luke Patterson, Scott Kennedy, producing in the back. We appreciate you guys heading on over to our show every Wednesday night. If you don't get enough of us, check out Scott in the mornings and Broncos for breakfast. You can also see Tom every Friday on Legends and Saturday with OBV. However, Tom, the Broncos playing Saturday night means you and I are going to be doing the post-game gut reaction as soon as the game is over. Head on over to Mile High Huddle on YouTube, Twitch, wherever you get this, Facebook. Tom and I are going to be live, and we are going to be giving you our gut reaction. We're going to be reacting with you. I want to hear what you think of the game. Hopefully it's positive, right? I mean, Broncos have a lot of momentum coming into Detroit, but Detroit, folks, I am here to tell you, this is not the same Detroit Lions that we have grown up with. Right. I mean, I wasn't really around for the Barry Sanders days. I was too little. So all I have really known the Detroit Lions as in my lifetime is pathetic. They are not pathetic, Tom. If the Broncos think that they are going to Detroit to stomp a team that does not have an identity, they are absolutely wrong. Dan Campbell has got the Detroit Lions on a winning path. They are nine and four. They're eyeing a run in the NFC playoffs. They just got kicked in the mouth and lost the game to the Chicago Bears last weekend, 28-13. to 13. How do you expect this Detroit Lions team to bounce back from a loss, face the Broncos at home? Well, first I'll say that even though Barry Sanders was a great quarterback, they still stunk back then too. <laughs> so you weren't missing much. They weren't very good, and he was terrible in the playoffs for the most part. So they didn't go very far. But they were a little bit better than what you had uh, seen in you know as you were growing up. But I'll tell you, man – the Detroit Lions game scares me because they 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 have a they have a tough mental attitude, right? The Broncos are getting that too. I think the Broncos mentally are light and day away from what they were earlier in the season. So I think it's going to be a tough matchup. But I'll, I'll tell you this, and I don't want to I don't want to ruin too much of my uh, you know by the numbers thing, but they struggle with quarterbacks who can get out and move and and rush and in uh you know get a few extra yards it doesn't have to be huge it doesn't have to be a bunch of design plays but they they have given up plenty of yardage and russell wilson as we know can get out there and and use his legs to uh, make a difference so there, there's going to be a few things that they can they can really capitalize on but i'm not i'm not expecting it to be an easy win it's on the road it's on turf it's you know it's a totally different game we'll see how it goes but um the broncos I'll tell you this, if they play like they played against the Browns and the Chargers, they can go line up with just about anybody in the league. Oh, that's a bold statement to quote one of my uh, favorite movies that Tom can't stand. Uh, Michael Rakio, <laughs> one of those guys we absolutely love and we can stand and he props us up, man. So thank you so much, Mike. Good evening, Thomas and Luke on the Mile High Insiders. Go Broncos. We appreciate you so much, Michael. Happy holidays to you and yours out there in AZ. And Gary Palmer coming in, back-to-back -back love, man, from our guys, 999 Super. Thank you, GLP, saying, hey, MHI guys, what's up, Broncos country? Believe. Go Broncos. And Gary's kind of channeling his Coach Prime right there. You don't believe kind of a thing. Um, speaking of Coach Prime, Broncos country's wondering, are, are the Broncos coming? Because they're not here yet, right? I mean, they're not here. They're they're on the way, right? You've got uh, – what's here? I'm looking at my notes here. The Broncos are one of six teams – 
with a seven and six record. That's just indicative of that graphic we see every single day of teams in the playoff hunt. And the Broncos are still in the mix. They kind of bounce around just a little bit, but they won't go away. The Broncos have a chance to get a huge victory against this team. I mean, this could carry momentum into the postseason if the Broncos get there. The Lions are a good football team. And I don't know off the top of my head. I mean, when they faced the Browns, the Browns were a winning team. How many winning teams have the Broncos really beat this year? Oh, the Chiefs, the Bills, uh, the Browns. They dominated the Browns. Three, dominated the, three. the they're they're so, completely so my different. point. Yeah. And I'll tell you the the thing that really that made me believe wholeheartedly, and I, I'm a believer now. I believe in this team, regardless of what the one and five. What does that mean? What does that mean? You believe in them? You believe in them that they're you believe they're going to do what? Because I'm gonna definitely they are going to get into the playoffs and they are going to beat somebody in the playoffs. That's what I believe, and they may make a run. And this is why because they went into Houston and played a terrible game. They came off a great game. They went into Houston and they played terrible, and then they came out and played a pretty solid game against the Chargers. They bounced back. And they almost won it in Texas, you know, in in Houston. That to me is the sign of a mentally solid team. Light and day difference. If you'd asked me this question, you know, at week three, I'd have said there's not a player on this team that knows how to win or cares to win. Now they do, and they figured it out. That's why I'm a believer. Now I know it was the Chargers. You know, they're five and eight now. They're not a great team, and they knocked out their star quarterback and all of that. But they bounced back. They could have went into Chargers and be like, "Ah, oh, we beat, we lost to the Texans, and we, you know, we're we're kind of out of it and and lost or played terrible." But they didn't. That made me believe. Now, if they go into, the, I'm going to say this right now: if they go into the Detroit and they win, I I actually think they're a real contender this year. If they go into Detroit and win, I will believe. How about All that? Right. Because I think this game is the hardest game that they will have played so far. Lions fans are going to be out of their mind. I I said hardest game. I didn't say the best team. I said the hardest game. The Lions fans have been waiting for this. Some of them have probably never even experienced it. It's the holidays. I mean, what a fun game to go to. You're looking at two playoff teams for all intents and purposes, and I wrote about this over at milehighhuddle.com. My Keys to Victory article will be dropping on Friday, just like your By the Numbers piece, Tom. Um, Playoffs have already started for the Denver Broncos. Right. That 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 started really with the Chargers. It should have started with Houston. Um, not going to get after you with, you know, the Broncos were close. Right. Russell Wilson pissed the game away against Texans. So uh, it, it was what it was. What did he do against the Chargers? He played solid, good football, Tom. He took care of the ball. He played with confidence. He was moving. He was sliding. Some of his teammates completely let him down. Lots of times, and we're going to get into that here in a little (laughs) bit. But you are absolutely right to believe in Russell Wilson right now. I love the way he played against the Chargers because he didn't try to play hero ball. He was comfortable in his role. He was comfortable rolling the dice a couple of times under Sean Payton's guidance, and it ultimately paid off in a win. So if Russell Wilson can go in here to Detroit and lead this team, he has to help lead this team. I will believe Phil McLaughlin coming in. He has always believed in us. We believe in him as well. What's up, Phil? Good evening, Thomas Luke and Deacon Scott. Was great to hear Russ talking about Dulcich being at practice and looking good. Hashtag Buckham, go Broncos and MHH for life. Tom, what can you tell us about the Broncos injury report? Some storylines we found out today. Yeah. Well, still looking pretty good for a Broncos team this late in the season. So you got to be, you got to be happy about that. Greg Dulcich is back. 
off of IR, full participant. Whether, We're back. Well, yeah, whether he plays a lot <laughs> in Detroit or not, I, I don't know. But he, if he can stay healthy, uh, that's the big if. He can be a key piece, a key factor in these last four games. Now, everybody else, you know, most of most of them are light participants, but uh, the ones you have to worry about are Nick Benito and PJ Locke. Neither one of them participated. The nice thing, though, is the question about Bonito's knee. Bonito's knee is that he didn't go on IR. So that means that it's not serious, serious. So probably would be back sooner rather than later. He may not play in Detroit on this turf. You may, they may rest him for that. But uh, I, I expect PJ Locke, you know, to be back. He's got a neck injury, but as long as it's not too serious, he'll probably play. So other than that, I mean, I, I'm looking at Benito probably being out and Dulcich playing sparingly at best. Yeah, it was also nice to see that Quinn Miners was a regular participant after his scare in L.A. You know, anytime you you got something going on with the good old ticker, you better take a look. So uh, that was a relief, right? Just on a human level. Forget the starting depth chart. Um, offensive lines looking good. I mean, dare I say healthiest offensive line in the league, Tom? I mean, I, I haven't looked, obviously, as in-depth as I do the Broncos with other franchises. But, man, this team tends to stay together. Yep. We're giving guys their flowers. We've been giving Vance Joseph his flowers, Russ his flowers. Let's give Luke Wattenberg some credit, right? I'm not going to say he was the catalyst out there and he was out there dogging guys, but he wasn't the reason that they fell apart either. And I think there's something to be said for that. Uh, this offensive line group, based off people I'm talking to, seem to be very close. They really enjoy each other. They like each other. They've bought into Sean Payton. They've bought into some of their coaches. And their unit right now, that's exactly what you want. You want health, yeah. and you want your big guys to be happy right now in the playoffs. I need our big guys to show up against the Lions, and I'm talking about the D-linemen. Tom, the pass rushers of this team, as you know, have been raising hell against opponents, and that's been a good thing. But this week, the Broncos have to lion tame Detroit's ground game, period. Detroit have two bruisers at running back who will slice and dice you all kinds of different ways. I'm talking about David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. These guys, they don't petrify me, but they are solid. They play in the likeness of their head coach. I need the beef this weekend, Tom. I need it in the trenches. I'm talking Mike Purcell, Zach Allen, DJ Jones, Jonathan Harris. Let's go. Because if you can fortify these trenches against Detroit, you turn Detroit into a one-dimensional team. And I will take Denver secondary against Jared Goff all day, every day, and twice on Saturday night. Yep. Well, first, before I jump into the defensive line, the offensive line to me is a reason why I believe when they go into the playoffs, if they're still healthy, that offensive line has been playing so much better as this season's gone along. They're just going to keep getting better. That's one reason why I think they're, uh, you know, potentially a contender, but the defensive line to me, yeah, run game uh, against the run game. They have had their issues. The last two games, Mike Purcell has been playing extremely well. I was down on him. At the start of the year, I thought he got pushed around way too easy for his size. I'm like, why is this 330 pounder? Because he didn't because he didn't play at all this summer. He didn't play yeah. half the season, and then he got baptized. He got baptized by fire, apparently. Right? I was right there with you, Tom. We were dogging him on these very airways, being like, dude, what happened? Yeah, 
but he's playing great. These last two games, he's been one of the better defensive linemen. I take Zach Allen in the last two games. It's then it's Mike Purcell more than DJ Jones. I, and I like DJ Jones. I think he's a good player, but Mike Purcell has been playing better than DJ Jones these last two games. That gives me hope. Now it's, you know, hope and everything is, <laughs> you know, it can go out the window with, uh, you know, one bad performance. So let's just yeah. hope that, uh, that he continues to play well and they do stop this running game because you're right. Jared Goff can turn the ball over and these Broncos are taking the ball away better than anybody else in the entire league. That's a recipe for success. We're talking about takeaways. We're talking about turnovers guys. If you want to turn over a new leaf in 2024 or here, even at 2023, our friends at factor have your back this holiday season. You might be looking for nutritious, convenient meals to keep you energized on jam packed days. Enter Factor. It's a blessing sent from the football gods to Broncos country. Factor is America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service, and it can help you fuel up fast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. With Factor, you'll save time, you'll eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle while tackling all of your holiday to-dos. And skip the stress of meal prepping over the holidays with Factor. Choose from, from more than 35 weekly, flavor-packed, fresh, never-frozen meals that support a healthy lifestyle and meet your meal preferences. All delivered right to your door and ready to eat in two minutes. This November, get Factor and enjoy, or December, I guess. It's not November anymore. Man, it's going fast. Enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Ready to eat in just two minutes, no prep, no mess. And this isn't a service for the holiday season only. No factor is a way of life. 365 days a year. Boom. Head on over to factormeals.com slash huddle 50 and use our code. That's right. Huddle 50 to get 50% off. Again, that's code huddle 50 at factormeals.com slash huddle 50 to get that 50% off. We are talking Lions, Broncos, keys to victory. We're talking injury report, Broncos news, rumors, and updates. It's Wednesday night. He is Thomas Hall. I am Luke Patterson. We appreciate you guys for rocking with us. Uh, man, meaningful football in December. I can't get over that, Tom. I mean, like, when is yeah. the last time that the Broncos have really had meaningful football in December? And you kicked the show off and you said the Broncos started the season one and five. Here we are, December 13th talking about the playoffs and talking about playoff runs talking. I mean, what happened, Tom? I mean, there's something in the water here because you couldn't make this stuff up. And I know, I know, I know the NFL is scripted, right? Someone's got the script of this whole thing. If that is true, then whoever the NFL has at the league offices, they deserve an Emmy because no <laughs> one saw this coming with the Broncos. Well, I didn't see it coming, but I will say this. If the Broncos get into the playoffs, just get into the playoffs. This is going to be one of the biggest turnarounds in NFL history. Now, if they somehow can win the division, and this, I'm, I am not sold that the Chiefs are going to win this division yet. And if the Broncos can go into Detroit and win, I think they do win the division. That's going to be historic turnaround, the best. Because I went back and looked at it. I'm going to write it up if they do it why it's the most historic turnaround of all time, but it will be, I mean, one in five, Oh, and three it's, it's re in win the division that that's, it's pretty much unprecedented. I mean, Oh, and four that happened once when, you know, went to playoffs, but all the one in five teams that went to the playoffs did not start. Oh, and three 
And, you know, these Broncos can, can really make, make some history, man. And I'm excited. I'm uh yeah, this is the most exciting I, I've been for Broncos football in December since 2015. It's nice. It's a nice problem to have, right? It, it's uh it's a little nerve wracking when you all, when you have so much to lose. A lot of times players are already checking in and checking out for one, two, three Cancun in these sorts of circumstances. And I hope that's not the case now because I, I think Sean Payton finally has uh, this team motivated and you could read about some of Sean Payton's interesting motivational methods over at milehighhuddle.com. Our guy Keith has an article up right now. I was reading this morning and he was detailing a former saints player. He's the linebacker for the lions. I always screw his name up. It starts with an a long, long hair. Um, Anzalone. Yep. That's it. Anzalone. Right. So he was with the saints with Sean Payton. They were wanting to make a playoff run. And Sean Payton decided, I'm going to bring in this clear cube full of cash and stick it right in the middle of the locker room. And what that cash represented was bonuses if the Saints, in fact, went on a playoff run. It's little things like that that bring the human element out because we're all big children, right? Especially in the <laughs> locker room, right? But what are, we, what are we all motivated by? We're motivated by different things. Success is defined differently depending on who you ask. But right now, the Broncos are a winning football team, and I think they've got the itch. They've got the taste. They want more. They're coming together. Um, wow. Is that the Sean Payton effect? Because I, I'm i not sure it's Russell Wilson. I'm not sure it's Justin Simmons. It's not Pastor Tan. The only difference that I can see is Sean Payton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got owners. They spend money. They got Sean Payton here, right? Sean Payton has been the catalyst of this Denver Broncos team. There's a culture that's still being developed right now. I'm not going to say that the culture's been changed already, but man, we are starting to define expectations. Yeah, and it starts with believing that you can win. And once the wins started happening, that five-game win streak was huge. Now, some of it wasn't pretty. I, they, you know, they lucked out a couple times. But that is what happens. You get a few wins, you start believing, and you that's why that's why I said I liked that San Diego game or sorry, LA Chargers game. Still going <laughs> back to San Diego. That's why I liked it because they bounced back after after a loss and they played really well for, for the most part. They played pretty darn well. It was a bounce back. That's mental. You know, they could have they could have been like, oh, well, we're back at it. So it's Sean Payton, but it's also the winning has really changed this attitude. Winning cures all, right? We talk about that all the time over mahahuddle.com on these airwaves. Um, yeah, the Chiefs are playing the Patriots this week, right? So that's, man, go New England, right? You're trying to get all these little scenarios to play in favor of the Broncos because all these little details, believe it or not, they matter, especially right now when you've got seven, six teams with a 7-6 and six record. The Broncos are one of them. I mean, that's absolutely crazy. We're talking about a playoff run. We're talking about teams fortitude, their mental toughness. Tom, what is happening with Jerry Judy? What is going on with Jerry Judy? You told me it was a good thing that Sean Payton didn't trade him at the trade deadline. I'm still sitting here kind of shaking my head saying, when yeah. is enough going to be enough? Because Jerry Judy is getting the opportunities, folks. You can't say that he's not. He is simply being outplayed and outproduced by players with less talent who have completely bought into Sean Payton's system. 
I don't know what is going on. I was I was afraid that they were going to try and and I told you know I made the comment about Randy Moss and Mike Tyson that whole Randy Moss uh, you know ratio or uh, percentage or whatever. I didn't want them to force feed him. They gave him three balls to catch. One of them was a touchdown. And now don't get me wrong, they weren't easy catches to make. They weren't perfect balls thrown, but they're still hitting him in the hands. You need to make those catch. But that touchdown where he didn't decide to drag his foot that's that's upstairs that's not talent that's like eh, i don't really care that's the thing the part that i'm like all right i'm out on jerry judy now they tried they talked about it russ is not doesn't trust him everybody was everybody was talking about oh we can't see him wide open everywhere yeah well it's because he doesn't trust to throw it to him he throws a bomb to Cortland sutton who catches it one-handed in the end zone for a freaking touchdown the longest one air yards of the whole season and then, you know, you throw a couple easy ones to Jerry Judy and he drops it. I, it. To me, it's just there's no trust. And he just doesn't have it where it counts. He doesn't have that mental makeup to no. be like, I'm always catching this ball no matter what. Yeah, he's not right. He doesn't have no, he doesn't have that killer instinct. I don't think he has the maturity right now in his career or the professionalism. He seemed more interested in his touchdown celebration than actually dragging his foot and making sure he scored. So, again, you've got egg all over your face. Embarrassing. And then Sean Payton doesn't like what you're doing, so you and Sean Payton are having words on the sideline. It's a bad look all around. I think if um, you got Sean Payton in a moment of truth, he'd tell you he's disappointed with Jerry Judy. And I don't think Jerry Judy is going to be a long-term part of the Broncos' plans. I don't think he should be a short-term part of the Broncos' plans. Pearl Heater's coming in here saying uh, Jerry Judy doesn't care. You have to want it, and he does not. It certainly seems that way sometimes, right, Pearl? I mean, we talk about Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde with the Broncos. You don't know what team you're going to get. It's been the case like that with Jerry Judy, but more times than not, we know what we're going to get, and it's not a lot. I mean, right now, Jerry Judy can't catch a cold, folks, not because he, he physically lacks the talent. He doesn't want to. If the ball's there and it's easy, no problem. But uh, you put him in a Cortland Sutton scenario, a little Jordan Humphrey. I mean, both running backs, Javante Williams and Jaleel McLaughlin, have more touchdowns than Jerry Judy. So does Brandon Johnson. So does Adam Troutman. I mean, uh, should all these targets, like you said, I mean, are we spoon-feeding Jerry Judy for the sake of spoon-feeding Jerry Judy? Because the chips are down right now in Detroit. Who are you going to if Cortland's covered? For me, it's not Jerry Judy. I would rather trust the rookie, Marvin Mims, who went out there and earned Russell Wilson his only interception of the game against the Chargers, right? Marvin Mims has had some rookie moments, some boneheaded moments. But damn it, I'm willing to give that kid a shot because I can tell his heart's in it. I can tell he wants to play, and I can tell he's got some fight in him. That's what I want as a teammate. So I don't blame Russ for not having that trust for Jerry Judy. You're 100% right. There is no chemistry there. They haven't had chemistry since last summer. Well, I would start going to Brandon Johnson. He's back. He's got a, a game under his belt. He's going to get more snaps. He's going to get more touches. Uh, I mean, Jerry Judy, don't get me wrong. Jerry Judy can go out there and really, you know, uh, get open and really make some, you know, make, make some havoc in the defense. But when it comes to trusting to throw it to, you know, you should use him as a decoy at this point more than, uh, you know, more than you should really throw it to him. So, I don't know. It's possible that he can turn it around, but this is the thing. Just like the Broncos, they figured out that mental side of it. Now, if you can, if Jerry Judy can make a couple tough catches and he can, you know, he can have a good game, 
maybe that mental side will start to click in him as well, and then he'll be a factor. But right now, I just don't see it. And I, I don't want to give up on him, but I think it's time. I, do. I, I don't I think he's going to be trade bait before you know before even free agency starts. Like they're they they have not they have no plans for him in the future. He's just not the, and number and number two, he's not the guy for this offense. The way Russell Wilson plays, he's not that guy. I mean, if it was Peyton Manning, sure, he'd be getting tons of catches. No, he wouldn't. Absolutely not. Peyton would <laughs> have dropped him. You want to know why? Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Peyton exactly. would not Peyton Manning. Ruined Cody Latimer. All right. Remember Cody Latimer? Broncos yep. country seemed to love him, even though he did nothing but screw up. I mean, Peyton's just like, fine, I'm done. He didn't yell at him, didn't scream at him. I'm just going to ignore you. And that's exactly what Russell Wilson should do. I, I do want to weigh in. Quinton, Quinton's been very active here in the chat. We appreciate you joining MHI, bro. Uh, we have to keep Jerry Judy until the offseason. He still has a chance of being good. He is a distraction for Cortland Sutton. Quentin, I hear you, but I've heard this for four years now. It's always next year's the year for Jerry Judy. I write about it. I'm part of the problem, Quentin. I've written about it the past three summers out at training camp because Jerry Judy is a training camp MVP. He is not a regular season dependable player, period. We talk about other teams wanting Jerry Judy, Tom. They didn't want him that bad. What, a third rounder? A fourth rounder? They don't want him that bad. And that's not me taking a leak all over a thirst or third round or fourth round pick. Those are premium picks and the Broncos need to stockpile them. I think Sean Payton regrets not trading Jerry Judy. We talk Marvin Mims. We talk Brandon Johnson. Let's talk about some of the tight ends here. Let's talk about Adam Troutman. Let's talk about Lucas Cole. Let's talk about the fullback. I, I, I mean, Michael Burton. These are players that I trust more than Jerry Judy. And it, it's it drives me crazy because it shouldn't be that way. Uh, Phil McLaughlin coming back in with some love. I got to give stars to McMillan, Miners, and Jonathan Cooper for playing like pro bowlers. Yeah. Oh, man, that's it's awesome when we see some of this new blood, right? I mean, Cooper is really having a breakout season as a Denver Bronco. Quinn Miners, much improved. Jaquan McMillan, Tom, we told folks about this cow out, out at training camp, right? I mean, but we didn't see this coming. I mean, we thought he was a good young guy who had some talent, had some fight in him. I did not see Jaquan McMillan becoming a playmaker. And again, I'm going to give Vance Joseph his flowers. He knows how to use these guys right now. And what a turnaround for Vance Joseph. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I, uh, he's been on my uh, studs list two times. And, uh, you know, this after I was like, you know what? Until he's fired, he's going to be on the duds list. So, you know, I got to, I got to eat pro because <laughs> he really turned around. But yeah, McMillan, that, that strip sack should have counted. That I mean, I don't know. It was so close, and they called it a. It should have been a touchdown. You know, fumble recovery touchdown. But whatever, it doesn't matter. He's playing lights out. He's playing incredible. This secondary, uh, other than Fabian Moreau having a few hiccups here and there, they're playing pretty darn well. Uh, I think the Broncos' defense, if they can keep it up, uh, this you know it's going to be a. It's going to be a. I don't know, historic turnaround for Vance Joseph because, man, I did I did not want him here to begin with. I didn't want him here after week three, and here I am, you know, saying, yeah, I'm glad he's here. Sarum weighing in because we appreciate you guys so much. You do not have to agree with us. Fire back, and there is plenty of reason. The argument can be had, right, that Jerry Judy should still be here in Denver, that for whatever reason it hasn't worked. It doesn't mean it's not going to work the next few weeks. And Sarum's weighing in. And saying, uh, what do you guys have to say when he almost put a thousand yards up last year? 
Congratulations. That's what I have to say. What did that do for the Broncos? I mean, is six touchdowns and 972 yards the optimal performance for Jerry Judy? I mean, should we be given, should we be putting him in the ring? You know, I'm not being, not trying to get after your serum, and I appreciate you joining MHI. Thank you so much for weighing in. But it's always next year with this guy, always next year. He's been a disappointment. Uh, he's distracted with this personality that he has to demonstrate, whether it be on social media or through his touchdown dances. And you got that touchdown called back. You got egg on your face. Just stop. All right, just stop. You need to learn to read the room a little bit. Um, he's got the second worst stats in every category as a Denver Bronco this year. I mean, 42 receptions for 507 yards. He's averaging 12 yards a catch, and that's in 12 games, folks. I mean, go and look at it. So what do I have to say about last year? Last year was an embarrassment. Jerry Judy was part of that embarrassment, and I don't care how well he did in the last half of last season. That was last season. He didn't make any Pro Bowlers. If you think that is a Pro Bowl uh, performance, I just I don't get it, and I can't help you. I just I, I go to what I see. On the weekends, Tom, in this case Saturday, but mostly Sundays with this Broncos squad, and I see a team building every single week. I do not see Jerry Judy building with this team. You're either a builder or you're a destroyer, and I do not see Jerry Judy bringing much positivity to the Lions game this week. Well, last year... I mean, that wasn't that great. I mean, for a, a talented player like he was, there was 22 players ahead of him. There was a secondary receiver that was ahead of him. For a first-round draft, he was drafted very, very high. He should be doing a heck of a lot better. He should be getting, you know, 12, 1,300 yards if he's an impact player. He's not. He's not an impact player. He's a he's a guy out there running routes who catches a few balls and uh, could make a difference if he could get his head in the game. But to me, that, yeah. It was an okay season. It wasn't great. It is not what his pedigree should be. His pedigree should, he should be a heck of a lot better than he is. Uh, so to me, it's all a mental game to him. And if he doesn't get his head on straight, he'll get traded. He'll play a few more years. And then, you know, he's going to be off doing something else. I don't know what. Michael Bernkeo weighing in. Uh, don't forget PJ Locke getting some stars from me. Game day stars. We appreciate you, Michael. You do it. PJ Locke, Jaquan McMillan. I mean, I keep talking about it. New blood. The Broncos have needed new blood, Tom. We've talked about lack of talent for so long on these airwaves, and it's refreshing to see some of that talent come through as, as some diamonds in the rough here. And um, I absolutely love it. And I did want to get to Zach real quick coming in here saying, uh, regardless of stats or the media's perception, NFL teams still respect Judy's value based upon how they play us. He's more valuable than little Jordan Humphrey based on how much attention Judy Gardner's. Yeah, that is true, Zach. And Tom mentioned that as well. And I appreciate you saying that. Thank you for weighing in and tuning in on MHI. However, I would ask for how long is that going to be the case? Because uh, we're not making it up. I'm not just going to pro reference and looking at his stats and saying, look, it's horrible. Go look at it. Turn on the film. Turn on the highlights if you want. If you're that lazy, turn on the highlights there. I mean, it's it, it's embarrassing. It drives me crazy and it's frustrating. Why am I frustrated? Because all the talent is there. But nobody cares if you're a first rounder and you don't produce. Nobody cares where you were drafted. Uh, nobody cares about any of that stuff. They care about production. They care about, are you in the foxhole with me, right? When there are explosions, bad times going off all around you, 
and your your buddy's right there with you and he's saying this sucks but I'm not going anywhere that's a football team what we're seeing with Jerry Judy right now I just I struggle with it I really do and maybe he comes out and has the performance of his life against Detroit maybe that's the catalyst but everybody needs a, a life-changing moment or a career-defining moment Maybe that's the case with Jerry Judy, but right now I think it's time to start utilizing some of your other players because I would also ask, if you're just putting Jerry Judy out there to be a distraction, Tom, what is that saying to the other receivers in your locker room? Yeah. Oh, just because you guys weren't first-rounders, you can't play? Jerry Judy's going to be the distraction in this game? No. Marvin Mims should play. Brandon Johnson should pay, play. Lil Jordan Humphrey should play. I mean, running backs are catching passes at an alarming rate. I mean, Tom, there are other targets that the Broncos haven't completely utilized. Well, here's the thing. If you can trade Jerry Judy and get a third-round pick, and then you go and draft a real difference maker in the passing game, a real difference maker. I love Sutton. He Great, ca great catches. Can you imagine someone who's out there getting 1,400, 1,300 yards, how mm -hmm. much that would open up Sutton even more to make even more touchdowns? I mean, that's the thing that you have to consider. It's not whether Jerry Judy, uh, you, you like him or you think he could be there. He's not. He's not a difference maker. If you go out and get a difference maker, what will this offense look like? Because Jerry Judy isn't it. Jerry Judy could be a good player, but he's not a difference maker. Go out and get a difference maker. See how this offense becomes so much more potent. That's the thing you have to consider. Jerry Judy, distraction, sure, helps open up Cortland Sutton a little bit. Can you imagine a real playmaker opposite Cortland Sutton and what this offense could actually be? That's what you have to consider. Mm. Yeah, and that's exciting to think about, right? I mean, Cortland Sutton, first double-digit touchdown wide receiver since 2014. For the Denver Broncos, I mean, come on. I, you know, I'm not a big gambler. I like little prop bets and stuff like that. I said that Jerry Judy, I put a little bit of money, not a lot, that Jerry Judy would have 10-plus touchdowns this season based off of what I saw at training camp. Not even close. He's got one. Corlin Sutton's been that guy for the Denver Broncos. Continues to be that guy. And Corlin Sutton, man, he gives me goosebumps every weekend right now. I mean, it's he been so best catches of the season and their touchdown catches. I mean, unreal. And he's dropped a couple, you know, don't get me wrong, dropped a couple right. passes, but that's the difference between him and Jerry Judy. Courtland he's earned him back in Houston. He goes out and makes some miraculous touchdown catches. Jerry Judy dropped a couple passes and then it's like, well, I don't need to get my feet down. That's the difference. Yeah, hey, I'm, I'm going to go argue about it with Coach on the sideline. Right. <laughs> um, Lawrence Rivera coming in here saying, we care about now. What have you done for me lately? Like my boy Luke says, what's up, fellas? What's up, Lawrence? Happy holidays to you and your family, man. I hope you guys are doing well. Really appreciate you and all your support. Um, that's just it, man. It's, it's what have you done for me lately? Jerry Judy wanted all that frustration and all that smoke directed at Russell Wilson, right? I'm wide open. I'm wide open. And then, okay, you're wide open. Here we go. Let's let it rip. And then you have a performance like that. It's very, very disappointing. Um, we can go on and on about Jerry Judy, right? But Cortland <laughs> Sutton has been an absolute star. He's having arguably his best season since 2019. He's going to be matching up with Cameron Sutton, right, ironically, or Jerry Jacobs at times, depending on where the field is. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, Scott, Tom, but I'm pretty sure Cameron Sutton used to play with the Steelers. So Cortland Sutton and Cameron Sutton, I think, have locked up before when the Broncos have played the Steelers. You're looking at a Detroit Lions defense that does play physical. Um, definite some play, definitely some playmakers on that side. But 
I think the same theme rings true every single week. It's not fun to talk about. It's not fun to write about, but it's fun when the Broncos win. Commit to running the football. You've got to do that, especially in the road. What is the quickest way to take the crowd out? First downs. And that is how the Broncos need to approach this. When you're going for broke every single play, that's when the mistakes happen. Interceptions, fumbles, scrambling around, chaos, as Sean Payton once described it when talking about Russell Wilson in that Houston game. We don't need chaos. Russ was playing with poise against the Chargers. He knew the situation. He knew the down and distance. All those sorts of little things, we got to get first downs. First downs, first downs. You do that by running the football, Tom. Yeah, can you imagine what it will be like if the Broncos can go out and out-physical the Detroit Lions? Because the Detroit Lions are a physical team. They're if a bully. The Broncos can go out there and run the ball, and they don't have to have 200 yards, but go out there and, and physically pound that ball and make some, uh, make some good plays. We're going to be talking a lot different about this Denver Broncos club the, after Saturday if they can do that. I mean, because that's that kind of stuff when it's cold in November, uh, in uh, January and, you know, you need to run that ball and you need to just line up your men and push those guys out of the way. That's huge in the playoffs. And if they can do it against uh, against the Detroit Lions again, I'll be I'll be even more excited. I hate to say it. The Lions. I like the Lions. Right. Like I like it. Like I'm I'm not a Lions fan. Never have been. Never will be. But watching them from afar. Right. When I don't have to have anything invested in it. The Lions have been a fun team to watch. And I think the casual football team or the casual football fan will start to buy in to a game like this. The Denver Broncos versus the Detroit Lions. You've got. Uh, mentor versus pupil in this case, right? With Sean Payton facing his former tight end in what? New York, in Dallas, in New Orleans. And then Dan Campbell becomes a coach under Sean Payton's guidance. They're very close friends. That's going to be a cool story because both teams play in the likeness of their head coach. Some of my favorite players to, to watch this season. I mean, Aiden Hutchinson. That guy's an animal. Jack Campbell was one of my favorite prospects coming out of the draft. Nick knows all about that guy. Anzalone, as we've talked about. Uh, Derek Barnes has some nice game to him as well. But it should be a really, really fun matchup Saturday night. And guys, as soon as the Broncos game is over, stay tuned onto these very airwaves. We're going to be having an MHI gut reaction post game on Saturday night with Thomas Hall, Scott, and yours truly. We will be reacting to hopefully a victory a Broncos victory against the Lions, and we want to hear from you. Just like our guy KB82, man. We appreciate you, Ken. Hopefully you and yours are doing well. Thank you for your service, and happy holidays. If Jaquan McMillan continues with his turnover streak, he's going to be a Bronco for a long time. Tom, does Jaquan McMillan have the football bug? Because this guy tends to end up with it at a very alarming rate. Yeah. Well, and he's also good in coverage, really. I mean... For uh, you know, they get beat. Cornerbacks get beat, but he's been pretty good in coverage. And then is you know being able to uh, strip the ball and cause those turnovers. It's it's huge. I mean, the nice thing about it, they've got him under uh, under contract for a while. I mean, he's going to be an earned right free agent pretty soon. But that's like a you know, here's our you know minimum contract. You got either take it or you don't play anymore in the league. So you know, he's around for a while, and he'll probably you know it'll be perfect timing for you know him to keep playing well and get a nice little contract in a couple of years would be great. I, I hope he sticks around because I loved Kwan Williams. I thought he was one of the better pickups that they got. He just can't stay healthy. 
McMillan to me is playing, you know, there are different styles of play. Don't get me wrong, but Quan Williams was one of those opportunistic guys too, that could, uh, you know, could create some havoc. And that's where I see McMillan stepping in. That still boggles my mind. Why Bassey was the starter to start the season. Why was the saying Bassey, the starter after what we saw from <laughs> McMillan? I just don't know, but yeah, uh, KB, that's awesome. I, I think he's going to be around for a while if he stays healthy. What's funny, Tom, and I appreciate your string guys going to be tuning into the post game show with Scott, Tom, and I in Broncos country. We can't wait to see you again Saturday night. The clock strikes zero. Head on over to Mile High Huddle wherever you get these pods YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, uh, X, wherever you get them. We will be going live. Tom, I went back to my training camp journal and looked at some Jaquan McMillan notes this past yeah. week. And one thing that I had written in red and big marker after I went home and, and kind of did a synopsis of them was. Has a lot of attitude, takes a lot of chances. And that has absolutely paid off for Jaquan McMillan. Now, I remember in training camp, too, when you do roll the dice and you take some chances, you also take some L's, right? And we did see Jaquan McMillan get beat by some very good wide receivers, probably Jerry Judy. I could go back and look at it. I mean, offense is designed to win in training camp, right? Um, but the talent was there. Who could have seen this coming? I think Vance Joseph deserves all the credit in the world as well as Jaquan McMillan because he is putting these guys in positions for success. I also think Sean Payton is probably paying a lot more attention to the defense than he used to, right? I think things changed after the Dolphins game. And I don't know, per source or whatever I got to say, but I'm just thinking Sean Payton decided I need to be more of a head coach. I don't know if that meant spending more time with the defense. I don't know if it meant being more involved with Vance Joseph. But whatever they're doing right now, they're doing as a team. It's not just an offense, not just a defense. And then there's the special teams. They're starting to cook together, right? We throw all these ingredients in the pot. Well, they're finally starting to mix. Now, we're on a simmer right now, and it's starting to get hot. Hopefully, we're boiling by the playoffs. Lawrence Rivera coming back in again, saying, you know, I'm missing the real one we have right now in Tim Patrick. In my opinion, he's better than Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy when he's healthy. And Lawrence, I'm we are all missing Tim Patrick. Because I don't know. Did you guys see Lawrence? You might have saw Tom Scott. Tim Patrick was jawing with somebody last weekend on the sideline. It was very early, a Bronco receiver, maybe even a running back or something, goes to the sideline. A defender kind of chips him just a little bit late, and there's Tim Patrick in Bronco swag and sweats, chirping this defender, getting after him, right, defending his guy. And that's why Broncos country loves Tim Patrick. And, Lawrence, I was right there with you. I thought Tim Patrick was a better wide receiver than Cortland Sutton until this season. And I'm starting to see what Cortland Sutton is doing. I mean, I don't know if becoming a married man has changed his life, if, if maybe he's starting a family. I don't know what it is, but things are clicking with Cortland Sutton right now in a way that they never have. And the problem is, is Tim Patrick's not going to be around next year. Uh, his, he can't stay healthy, and they need cap space. He's a he's an easy one to get cap space from. Probably not going to be around. They're going to be looking for a Period. younger it's the way it is. Tim, money. Tim might be done. Thing. Period. And, uh, unfortunately, we missed out on Tim Patrick and I'll eat crow. Cause I didn't think he was going to be that great in the league. He was really, really good, but yeah, he's, uh, I don't think you'll see him in uh, Broncos uniform next year at all. They're going to, they're going to cut him to save a lot of money. Well, and I hope that it's not the end of his career. Right. But, uh, was there both days you were there this year when Tim Patrick went down with an injury. I was there both years. And uh, I mean, it's horrible, but, he was injured since being 
at Utah, right? With with Garrett. I mean, <laughs> Tim Patrick, that was that was the big thing in the scouting world, right, Scott? I mean, this guy couldn't stay available. That's what we all looked at in the draft. He was a nice story, but uh you do miss a guy like that, absolutely. And it, it's cool to see Tim on the sidelines, but um the guys that are on the field, they tend to their word kind of matters the most, especially right now. And I think when you see this team starting to come together offensively, defensively, and on special teams, special teams has been a lot better. That's something we don't talk about. We talk about it when the kicker wins the game in Buffalo, right? <laughs> and on a snafu play, we talk about it then. We don't talk about it as much as we should because it's not fun, right? It's Marvin Mims is doing an exceptional job as a returner. Uh, the the penalties that plagued this team in the first half aren't happening right now. I, I mean, they're getting cleaned up. This attention to detail is going to be critical because if there's one thing about the Lions, they're very attentive to detail. They are nasty. They're tough. They're a bit of a bully. And I respect it. And it's like Tom had said, or not Tom, Scott had said in the private chat, he's like, yeah, you know, it's you, you, nobody really has beef with the Lions fans, right? You kind of have right. some sympathy for them. Um, we don't have anything vested in them. Man, I want the Broncos to whip up on the Lions. I don't think it's going to be a full-on beatdown. I hope it is. I think it's going to be tough. I'm talking like field goal, like three points. I don't know what the spread is. I'm sure Detroit's <laughs> the favorite. But, man, momentum for this Denver Broncos football team is perfect heading into Motown. Yeah, And, you, I mean, the Detroit Lions fans are some of the most dedicated fans anywhere right it's been they've had one playoff victory since 1957 and they're still there rooting on their team after all of this uh you know mediocrity and just downright awfulness so you can't you can't hate the lions fans i mean they're, they're dedicated so uh but yeah i mean i'll tell you again i said it earlier if the broncos go in there and beat the lions and if if they whip up on them the rest of the nfl better be on notice because the broncos team's for real and that's what you said. It took a while for them to clean up. They had this losing mentality for a long time. It took half the season for it to come around. And now it's coming around. Now they have this winning mentality. They are not committing mistakes. They're going out there and they're playing physical. They're, I mean, it's it's a recipe that's like kind of coming together at the right moment. And if they can stay healthy, that's a huge advantage because there's a lot of teams that aren't healthy right now. A lot of teams lost their starting quarterbacks, a lot of playoff hopefuls. Hopefuls lost their starting quarterback. That makes a big, big difference when January rolls around. Mm. The Lions will bite your kneecaps, Tom. How do you avoid getting your kneecaps bit? I don't know. You you bite first. I don't. You kick them in the mouth. I don't know what it is. But the Denver Broncos they need to start fast. Period. Um, I, I would put. I hate to do it, but I would put the offense out there first in this case. Tom. Yeah. I mean, like I am a defense. I'm a defensive guy. Nick Kendall will tell you that I think linebackers are the best thing in the world. I would overdraft every one of them if I could. But here is the thing: this offense is not the weakness. We know that the defense is the strength of this football team. If you take the offense out there and go and get seven on the very first drive, that sets the tone for your entire team. Arguably, the game. I mean, on the road in Detroit first possession touchdown that is what the broncos need to do in my opinion do not go out there and try to have 
paralysis by analysis. Well, if we get the defense out there first, then we could get the ball back because our offense isn't that good in the second half. And then we could chase and maybe we could kick a field goal and steal the game. No, you need to go out there. This is playoff game number one. You lose this game. Uh, the Broncos cannot afford to lose this game. I hate hearing right now that, oh, if there's a game to lose, it's this game. No. If you lose this game, then you are relying on other teams to lose. You're relying on the stars to align. I don't like it. This is a must win for the Denver Broncos. Well, it makes you have to go 3-0, and right? Because if you don't go 3-0 and to end, you're out of the playoffs. But if, if there is a game to lose, this is the one to lose it. I mean, there's no doubt about no. it. NFC team. No. I, I'm, I'm with you. No. If you look at the... You know the playoff seating because they have the head to head against the Browns. They have the head to get head to get head against the Bills. They they will still sitting in good position. But you're right. If this if the goal is just to make it to the playoffs, fine. But if you're if this goal of this team is to do more than just make it to the playoffs, this is a must win. Must win, just like Michael Ranquillo, man. He's always helping us win here at MHI. Great show tonight, Thomas and Luke on Mile High Insiders. Go Broncos. Mike, we appreciate you so much. Thank you for all your kindness. Want to get to Broncos country here real quick. Luke, I think Sean Payton and them know that. They don't have any doubt in their minds. I hope not. They should know. Greg Smith coming in here as well saying, the defense, Luke, it could put us in a good position, especially with a turnover on the first drive. Good point, Greg. I mean, I hadn't cons really considered that, right? I just got done saying we know that the defense is the strength of this team. What better way to make a statement than to go get a fumble, go get a pick? I don't think the Lions are going to start throwing the game. I really don't. They're going to start running. They want to establish that. They, you want to beat the Denver Broncos on the ground. Tom, we've talked about that all season. As good as this defense is, where they have had issues has been against the run. Has it gotten better? Yes. Are they cleaning things up? You bet. But if I'm attacking this Broncos team, it's in the running game. I am eliminating the chance for some of these interception turnovers, these freak plays from guys that the casual NFL fan has never even heard of, right? Guys don't know who Jaquan McMillan is. People don't know who PJ Locke is. Take advantage of that in Detroit. I've got the Broncos winning this one in a close one, a high scoring game, 30 to 27 Denver on the road. The playoffs are that much closer. And I officially believe after this victory, man, I hope so. I hope you're right. I, uh, a three point win in Detroit is huge. Any way, any way they can win is huge. Uh, I, I told you I'm not, I'm not picking against the Broncos the rest of the year. So I'm picking them to win. I don't know what the score is, yeah. be yet, but I said that I said, you know what? I went against My them. Guy. I said, you're going to run the table. I once went against them with the Browns. I said, no more. It's uh it's all wins for me going forward. <laughs> and I think they can do it. Uh, Rob Turner calling his shot 27 16. I absolutely love it, man. The Broncos need this one. And don't forget, it's Saturday night. Broncos v. Lions around 6 p.m. ish. And stay tuned. As soon as the clock hits zero, head on over to these airwaves. Tom and I will be doing a very special edition of MHI, a gut reaction on Saturday night. Scott's going to be along for the ride. We're all going to be reacting. We're going to be emotional. We're either going to be really happy. Or we're going to be really pissed off. And we want you to be there with us either way. Tom, this hour always goes by so fast. I appreciate you, Scott, and Broncos country so much. You allow me to get out all my frustrations and my anxiety and my excitement on Wednesday night, every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Mountain. And I appreciate you guys so much. 
I do as well. Thank you so much. I, I totally appreciate it. And, and the thing is, there's not going to be any preview or any pregame like we do on Orange and uh, Blue View because we're going to be doing the, the gut reactions. There's not going to be uh, that sh- Saturday show. So, you know, you, you're not going to get that uh, wealth of knowledge that we uh, we bring on Saturday night, but you're going to get a fun gut reaction. So I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be so much fun. First time I've done it. It, it's a lot of fun, man, doing these gut reactions. Uh, they're few and far between, right? Because the Huddle Up Boys usually get that or the MHH pod. Um, we're grabbing this one. I'm super excited for the opportunity. You think Tom and I yell at each other on a Wednesday night? <laughs> Imagine a Saturday night, especially oh, with a win or a loss. I mean, yeah, yeah. We're going to be excited. We're going to be emotional. We appreciate you guys so much. Uh, make sure you head on over to X on social media follow tom at thomas hall nfl get it scott at scout kennedy yours truly at luke patterson lp the mothership is at mile high huddle head on over to milehighhuddle.com we've got tons of broncos stories running right now uh injury report is looking really really solid for your denver broncos you could read about that over at milehighhuddle.com tom's by the numbers analytics piece will be up against the detroit lions Probably Friday or Thursday morning. My keys to victory will be up Thursday or Friday as well. We appreciate you guys. Tom will be back on Friday for Legends. And then again, Saturday, MHI, gut reaction. Super pumped to have you guys there. Yeah, thank you so much for joining. I uh, I can't wait to watch the game. I'm excited. I'm excited about this Broncos team for the first time in a very, very long time. And um, you have to give me a, rea- a a prediction right now, Tom, because you're not doing the pregame show. I'm, True. you know, leg- yeah, you've got right. another show with legends, but I'm telling you, we're doing this right now. I need a rea- I Broncos need a score. Th- win 30 to 23. Oh, even bigger, Tom. <laughs> even bigger than mine. We both have the Broncos getting 30. I absolutely love it. Broncos country, we love you guys. Thank you so much. Into Motown we go. Broncos country, this is the way. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos.